0: Hey, family, it's Natalie Valle, and this is Practical Alchemy, the podcast. I am a multidisciplinary healer and practitioner here to empower you with insightful, powerful, and heart centered conversations. Our goal here at Practical Alchemy is to share stories, tools, and modalities from experts, teachers, mentors, and friends. To help alchemize your life and to remind you that you're always on your journey to evolution and you're not alone in it we'll dive into topics ranging from wellness healing spirituality dharma relationships manifestation and so much more thank you for being a part of this beautiful supportive community i can't wait to connect with you in real life at events retreats trainings courses Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Welcome back, my beautiful, beautiful soul fam. Today's episode is a solo episode with yours truly, and I am so excited to share with you. Everything that came through during my experience down in Guatemala with my cacao ceremony training. And before we get into all of that, I would love to invite you to drop into your heart for a moment. Maybe place a hand over the heart. If you are in a place where you can close the eyes, maybe bring them to a close. And let's just take a deep breath together. Beautiful. Wow, what a week. And so I returned from Guatemala two days ago and it was just one of the most transformative, heart-opening experiences that I've had in a very long time. And I always, I always realize and feel that after experiences like trainings in anything in the spiritual realm or yogic philosophy or meditation or sound healing, any courses, any immersive experiences, retreats that really allow you to pause from the everyday life, reflect on your own lifestyle, reflect on just life in general, they can be portals to quantum leap in your life because you begin to create new neural pathways. You begin to uproot old beliefs and install new programming, new beliefs that are more beneficial to your life and That's what I feel like Guatemala was for me. It really was a portal where I communed with nature. I sat with Mayan elders. I sat in ceremony with cacao and it was a seven day long ceremony that I sat in. And I say ceremony because it was sacred. It was intentional. At times we did sit around the fire. We set intentions. We prayed. We danced. And it was just so, so beautiful. So to give you a backstory, for the last year, I, anytime I sat with, in meditation and called in my ancestors, called in my guides, I kept getting this ping from my ancestors to deepen. And the, the ask, the invitation was always to deepen. And I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how to go about it, but I just knew that was the message that would come through. Anytime I would ask my ancestors, my guides for guidance and simultaneously I had been sitting with cacao myself. I attended a cacao ceremony about mm, four years ago and I had to count because I was like, this is pre-pandemic, pre-quarantine. Four years ago, I sat in my first cacao ceremony with a dear, dear brother, Andrew. He was facilitating it at his home, and I didn't really know what I was going to experience. I didn't know what it was about. I just kind of showed up open. And I will never forget, cacao in itself is such a mothering, feminine spirit, and during the ceremony, I had... An encounter with the spirit of my grandmother who had passed maybe five months prior and I just had this journey with the matriarch of my lineage of my ancestry my grandmothers my great-grandmothers and and it was just so heart-opening and expansive to have that experience with cacao that is such a commonly used food in today's day with chocolate and I'm going to go into that in a little bit but I had never had this experience with with pure unprocessed intentionally made cacao as an elixir and after that, I was like, okay, there is something here. Cacao is a powerful medicine. It can induce powerful journeys. And it's just a big heart opener. And so I started working with cacao myself just in my personal practice. And I, I just really loved it. And a couple years later, fast forward, I had implemented cacao into my own practice. And I randomly started getting asked to serve cacao from different groups, organizations, individuals, and there was the invitation to work deeper with cacao. And so I started learning about cacao and I learned that cacao is the medicine of my ancestors. It is medicine from Mesoamerica, Uh, the Mayans use cacao in ceremony and rituals and the warriors would drink cacao to give them strength. It was considered food of the gods, translated was food of the gods. And it was just, at times would be used in trade and exchange at the markets as a form of currency. They would value maybe five peaches for X amount of cacao pods. It was it was so commonly traded, it was so valuable. And I was just, yeah, I started getting the invitation to work more with cacao. And so I started doing research around where to source my cacao, where to find the best cacao. I found a few companies and it was very transactional. I would, you know, buy the cacao off their website. It would arrive at my door. Granted, it was still very intentionally sourced. I I knew that these people were... Um, offering really, really high-intentional cacao. But that being said, I never really had too deep of a connection with with these organizations. And one day I asked a dear friend of mine, Megan, I was, um, I asked her, where do you source your cacao? Because I knew that she also served cacao. And she shared with me cacao from Cacao Source. And I looked at their website and immediately I just felt the intentionality behind their messaging, their the way that they source their cacao. And not only that, but with Cacao Source, they believe that every step should positively impact the communities that they work with, which is so powerful because cacao is, is sourced from farmers in Mesoamerica, specifically the cacao that I was sourcing. And I didn't really have any sense of connection with directly the farmers, the hands that were tending to the land, taking care of the plants, taking care of the cacao. And, you know, how much of of my purchase was actually going back to these farmers. And I saw that cacao source actually had yearly impact reports, meaning they shared a report with the public on their website of the impact that they were measuring, that they were creating from the women from the at the women's collectives who were collaborating with cacao source to the local farmers, um, down to to the ecology and how they were impacting the land. They were just really transparent. And so I fell in love. And simultaneously, the pings for my ancestors to deepen were just getting louder and louder and louder. And one day I was on their website looking to purchase cacao for an upcoming ceremony, a circle that I was holding. And I saw right on their homepage, in person, cacao source training. And something in me was lit up. And I thought, okay. I need to look into this. There is something here. And <laughs> as as the universe would have it, um, I put it on the back burner. I thought, okay, yes, this feels like a yes, but for whatever reason, I'm going to, you know, procrastinate. I'm going to delay signing up. So I didn't sign up. Months passed, and then I get an email one day from Cacao Source um, with, I'm, in, I'm a part of their email list, and it said... We totally sold out of our training, but stay in touch for the next one. We'll announce it. And I thought, oh no, that was my chance. The rest of my year is crazy. Like this really was my opportunity to go. And so I emailed them and I said, please, if there is any chance that you can make room for one more person, I I will put down my deposit right now. And they emailed me right back and said, Funny enough, somebody just canceled that had enrolled. And so a spot opened up. If you want it, it's yours, but you need to, you know, enroll. And immediately I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. This is my chance. And I signed up. And I was so excited um, to go because I grew up in El Salvador, which is right next to Guatemala. If you look at the map, Guatemala is right next to El Salvador. They share the coast. Um, yeah, and and I grew up going to Guatemala as when I was little with my family as family vacations, as holiday, because it's an easy four, five-hour drive. And I was so excited to go back to a place that was so present with my roots, Um, sharing a lot of the same lineage of ancestry of indigenous roots. And the training actually took place in Lake Atitlan, which is a beautiful lake which is surrounded by mountains and volcanoes, I believe. And, And that was it. Fast forward, I'm boarding my flight, I'm getting ready to go. And I brought my my tarot deck because my intention was to pull a card every day and just see the messages that were coming through. And boy, did messages come through my goddess. It was, like I said in the beginning, truly one of the most expansive experiences and journeys of my life. <sighs> and so... I landed and and I got picked up by a private car that I had previous that I had booked in advance because also traveling alone as a woman, you always just want to be discerning and as much as you can book in advance so that you have a, a landing pad. Um, I would recommend, I actually had people reach out to me via Instagram asking, was it safe? Did you feel safe? I want to go, but I'm just not sure. It's 100%, well, not 100% safe. Nothing is ever guaranteed, but it is safe. I, I want to remove the fear programming from traveling to these beautiful places in the world. And if if you do feel hesitation, safeguard yourself and plan in advance and maybe book a private car book a shuttle so that when you land you have you know exactly who's picking you up book your hotels share the information with your loved ones with your emergency contacts so they know where you are Um, because also reception can be spotty so you won't always have access to to contacting people but if people know where you are then you can feel safe but also if you're somebody that's like i just want to go get lost in the world More power to you. Me, myself, I have a very protective mama bear. Um, My mom, she's always very concerned. And so (laughs) I have to do these uh, precautionary steps so that I know that she's sleeping well while I'm off getting lost in the world. I digress. So I got picked up at the airport. We drove straight to the lake. And the minute we pulled over, the the turn that turned the road into the lake i just felt this shift it was just honestly a lot of lemurian energy just like the codes that were there it felt so safe it felt so expansive it's so lush it's so green i mean immediately my nervous system dropped in and was like okay we're here to rest as much as we are to play and learn, we're here to rest. And the first day, I stayed at Eagle's Nest, which is a really beautiful, um, hostile sort of eco-village, eco-lodge. Um, a lot of conscious people are gravitate to San Marcos, which is the specific part of Lake Atitlan, where, where this place is. So much so that the alley leading to the port, to the dock, to the dock is called uh, Hippie Highway. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So many conscious stores with beautiful, beautiful things and and conscious people. A lot of yogis gravitate to this area, and yeah, it just felt like a homecoming and. The views of the lake are just so, so, so stunning. So we stayed at Eagle's Nest the first night. It was a really beautiful way for me to just land and ground. I, I got to go to some yoga classes. I got to go to a Temescal ceremony, which is similar to to a sweat lodge, essentially, and yeah, I got to land and and just drop in, set my intentions, and journal. And then the next day, I was off to the dock to get picked up by the cacao source team, and and we went to the to the farm, to the Mystic Yoga Farm, which is where the training took place. And it was, ugh. It was a bumpy ride. I'm not even going to lie to you. I get super motion sickness. And we were just kind of going going across the lake on this little boat with everybody. And everybody from the training had met us there. And so it was my first opportunity to meet everybody. And everyone, I mean, if any of you are listening, you know who you are. It was just this melting pot of beautiful humans that came from all across the world. Some were from the States. Others came all the way from France. And it was really powerful because most of the people that were called to do this training were all space holders, whether they were sound healers or they were coaches or they were kundalini practitioners. They were all space holders. And so the caliber of this group was already so, so high and powerful that I just felt like I was A, with Soul Fam, and B, already with people who I knew were going to teach me so, so much. And sure enough, everybody fell in love with everybody. We all became instant, instant friends and brothers and sisters. And it was just so beautiful and the yoga farm where we stayed was i mean another factor i haven't touched on was how much this experience changed my perspective on my lifestyle and being in harmony with pachamama with the earth and with nature and i already live lived a pretty conscious lifestyle from you know, reducing, um, I don't eat meat, but I do eat fish. And when I do eat fish, it's very, very uh, intentionally sourced. And my reduction of single use plastics and, you know, the way that we compost at home, I was already on that brainwave of of that wavelength of, of being conscious with my lifestyle. But, and being at the mystical yoga farm really taught me what it could really look like to live in full harmony with nature. And now I don't think that I'm going to move somewhere like that. But that being said, should Tyler and I find our land, I have a clear vision of what that will look like. And, And it just inspired me to walk more lightly on this earth and To really commune with the spirit of the plants and the flora and the fauna all around me. It really was just the spirit of nature was so palpable that I could feel the heartbeat of the earth just in synchronicity with mine, in synchrony with mine. There truly is nothing like community and feeling supported by like-minded individuals who share the same mission and are also on their journey to evolution. And if you're craving this, I invite you to join me in the Alchemized Life membership. This is a virtual community and a membership of beautiful people from all across the world. And we come together every month for community healing circles, workshops around lunar cycles and cacao circles. And these are all live, all recorded, and you have access to them, whether you want to hop on live or you want to watch the recordings of them. And if you feel called to join the membership, I would love to invite you to try your first month for just a dollar using the code practicalalchemy at checkout. I hope to see you in the portal soon. Back to the show. I mean, the mystical yoga farm, it was all compost toilets. And so it was kind of like this toilet where you dumped sawdust after you went. And because the sawdust kept everything dry, the pH levels were balance. It didn't even smell, but it was just, we were renourishing nourishing the earth, right? By composting it, all the food, any scraps of food left over went into a compost bin that then went into the garden, And this garden was growing pineapples, herbs, fruits, bananas, everything, even down to the plastic that was used at the yoga farm. If anything was single-use plastic, it was put into a bin. And then the karma yogis who were doing like a a work-trade living situation would use this plastic to create bricks to build structures around the yoga farm. And so it was just like talk about zero neutral carbon footprint this place was it it was so beautiful so inspiring and yeah i i really left with a a newfound sense of reverence and how i live in harmony with the earth ah and it was just so so powerful and I haven't even talked about the training itself. Oh my goddess, the training itself! I just want to send virtual flowers to Jojo, Laurence, and and Dorothy because these are the co-founders of Cacao Source, and they carry this work with so much integrity. And it, it was just—it was so powerful—the training. It was facilitated by just incredibly intelligent, heart-led, beautiful individuals, and we even had the opportunity and privilege to visit the farms and meet the locals who tended to the soils, harvested the cacao, fermented the seeds, and created the cacao paste that was then turned into the bricks that I have delivered at my home and then prepare for my cacao ceremonies, my cacao, my cacao circles. Um, The word single source when it comes to cacao is so difficult to find these days. And single source means it literally comes from one source. It's not beans that are procured from all over the world and then kind of combined. It's, It's literally I touch the trees that produce the seeds and the pods that I use in my cacao circles. And that is so rare to find these days and to have had the opportunity to touch the trees from which the cacao that I consume comes from was such a gift that I will hold near and dear to my heart forever. We, we shared prayers to these trees one of the days and sat with them and thanked them. And the spirit of cacao also opened my eyes to a beautiful solution to today's challenges with the health of our soil. Cacao is such an abundant plant that loves coexisting with other crops. It actually thrives living amongst other trees. It it thrives being kind of the shorter canopies under the big canopies. And cacao is a poster child for agroforestry. And agroforestry is essentially a practice that combines various levels and layers of canopy to grow food. And what's so beautiful is that many ancient communities and cultures grew forest gardens around their homes. This isn't a new concept. It's actually embracing the wisdom of the people who knew how to live in harmony with the earth. And agroforestry allows for more organic material in the soil, enriching the quality of the soil. And it also helps sequester carbon from the atmosphere, you know, nitrogen from the atmosphere, which is the biodiversity is just so powerful and supports more wildlife in general and so to get to go to these farms meet the farmers hug the people who were create you know nurturing harvesting and and creating the cacao bricks that I use was such a gift it was such such a gift and you know in addition to being able to learn about the ecology, how we go from soil to ceremony, learning about the permaculture behind it, I also feel that the spirit of cacao facilitated and held space for inner alchemy to happen within me. And like I said earlier, that week was a week that will truly change my life forever. It was seven days of just being in ceremony and I feel like I walk lighter. I smile more genuinely at strangers. I feel the heartbeat of Pachamama and humanity in synchrony with mine. And there were so many moments during that week that I experienced unity consciousness and felt so deeply connected with the other participants in the group. I was just immersed by nature the entire time and my nervous system really took some of the longest and deepest exhales it has in a long, long time. I was in constant prayer, meditation, and stillness. And there were also moments of just utter, utter bliss. And cacao, there are a lot of, there's a lot of science behind why cacao is so euphoric in nature. And it really is a sacred plant medicine. It's not necessarily psychoactive in terms of hallucinogenics or, or anything like that, but absolutely it has neuroactive compounds that can induce euphoric states. Um, not to mention how, how much of a superfood cacao is between its protein, healthy fats, antioxidants, the minerals in it. Um, it has some of the highest percentages of magnesium, iron, calcium, potassium, zinc and, and others. And when it comes to the euphoric feelings, it does contain neuroactive compounds that react with different, um, different chemicals in our brains like dopamine, serotonin. It can help regulate dopamine, serotonin. And some of those compounds are, and I'm gonna butcher some of these words because I'm not a scientist, but tryptamine, theobromine, um, anandamine. It does have caffeine, which is something that you should be aware of, but it, it does have a slight percentage of caffeine, but it is a stimulant. And so people do feel very euphoric, feel very happy, calm, connected can also help the sleep cycle regulation, blood circulation. It is such a powerful superfood in medicine that when taken in proper doses, it can have a variety of effects in the body from physiological to emotional and not to mention the bioavailability of cacao because when understanding the different categories of fats, of proteins, of minerals, we can really begin to see how cacao is so beneficial to the human body that consuming it can have so many benefits, not only that will help you feel connected and and euphoric and grateful and and be heart-opening in nature, right? We haven't even talked about the more esoteric, Ethereal aspects of cacao, the spirit of cacao. But, you know, ultimately, um, it does have benefits to cell function. It can increase the flow of oxygen and uh, blood flow saturation, which makes the breath more efficient. It allows for better synthesization of free radicals, the regeneration and resistance to irritants. It can lower the body's need for inflammatory response against allergens, germs, toxins. So it does have a lot of immunologic support. Um, So if you are somebody who's wanting to to explore cacao, highly recommend, although there are some contraindications. So if you are pregnant, definitely do not take high doses of cacao so um, there are there are some contraindications like heart conditions, pregnancy if you have chronic acidity or gas gastric, gastric reflux it can increase the acidity of um, what's already existing but long story short cacao is is mainly a preventative medicine. And it's also a, uh, the spirit of cacao is, is a heart medicine. It is heart medicine. And so it's so powerful. I, I don't really have the words to describe how powerful the spirit of cacao in itself is. But then again, sacred things don't really need words to describe them. They just have to be experienced. The other really powerful shift maybe not so much a shift as much as it was experience that I had was cacao. I feel the spirit of cacao built a bridge between me and my ancestors. As I mentioned earlier, cacao is a medicine of the Mesoamerican ancestral wisdom. And while I feel like I'm only scratching the tip of the iceberg, I feel so connected to my roots. I feel as if something was awakened within me. And it's related to my purpose, my dharma in this lifetime. And I haven't fully synthesized it yet, but I'm totally okay with that. Something that came up that I feel called share was a really intense initiation that I experienced. So part of... Part of my training included one of the days I was supposed to lead a cacao ceremony with, with my peers. We were broken up into groups, and my group was supposed to do a cacao ceremony this day. And a dear sister of mine, Kimberly, we actually ended up being roommates, and pretty quickly we figured out that we were soul sisters that had been doing this work together many, many lifetimes. And she's a kundalini yogi. We woke up every day um, before sunrise and, and did kriyas together. We did sadna together. It was so beautiful. And that morning that she and I were holding a cacao ceremony amongst others in our group, we woke up, I think we woke up around four in the morning and we started preparing the cacao because our ceremony was to happen at 7.30 in the morning. And so we wanted to give ourselves enough time to drop in, to set intentions, to prepare it. And I woke up and felt great, went down to the place where we were going to prepare the cacao. And the moment I walked up to the altar where we had placed some feathers, some sage, some crystals, I got hit with this wave of energy and immediately needed to go purge, like purge. And it came out of nowhere. And I purged for an hour at like four or five in the morning. And I told her, I you know, I, I was done purging. I walked back to the place where we were preparing the cacao. And the minute I walked back into the space, I got hit with another wave and I was like you know what I think I need to step away I think I need to sit with this and see what's coming up and so I went back to my room and and I slept and then I didn't set an alarm or anything I totally forgot but I woke up right at 7 a.m and I was like okay what am I gonna do am I gonna go hold space or do I need to sit this one out and the message was to go, hold, to go hold space. And so I went and I held space. I opened up the space, calling in the four directions. I sang, I chanted some kirtan. And then when it came ta- time to drink the cacao, I asked the cacao, do I drink you right now? And the message was no. And I had to honor that. And I had to just sit there and I actually offered my cup of cacao to the earth. And I, I had to sit that ceremony and just hold space. But I was having my own initiation through it. And like I said, I'm still kind of synthesizing all of it. And at the same time, I'm, I'm having divine neutrality and non-attachment and just trusting that whatever shift was meant to happen, whatever I was meant to release that day has been released. And so it is. And now I can show up with more integrity. And yeah, it was just really, really wild. But I feel like it was almost a cleansing of sorts because that following day, the Mayan elders and the wisdom keepers came and and held ceremony for us. And I was so tapped in. When the elders were opening the space and calling in, the four directions, they were calling in, the spirit of of the heavens, the spirit of the earth, I felt such a powerful presence with us around the fire that I have never felt before. And afterwards, I was chatting with the elders, and the elder essentially shared with me that I do have a path based on my nawales, which are Mayan cosmovision energy types energy signatures um in my perspective it's similar to a natal chart in terms of like what energies are present the day that you're born and what it means but it's a lot more complex and very different and the and the the Mayan elder um that Juan Carlos shared with me that it is in my energetic signature based on my Nawales to do work with the elders with the wisdom keepers and so i i just feel like it was such a big initiation and it asked me to show up with so much humility it taught me to show up with so much humility and reverence for this work and like i said earlier i'm still synthesizing all of it i'm kind of sharing with you what what i've journaled so far and i know that there's so much that will come through but for now I feel that I'll integrate those a bit more before I share more. But I don't think the sequence of events are coincidences. I mean, I don't believe in coincidences anyways, but that's just my personal philosophy. Uh, And so I'm really excited to work with cacao from a deeper level of reverence and understanding and and love for it and experience with it and and education and i'm excited to share it with all of you um in the membership i'm actually going to start sharing cacao circles that will also be open to the public if you want to just drop in every once in a while but more to come with that but i just want to say thank you for listening and and being here and know that these messages, these transmissions are coming straight from my heart to yours. And if there's any resonance, any points that spark up a light in you or questions or you want to learn more, know that I am here. Please email me. Please message me. If we're already connected on Instagram, send me a DM and let's chat because these are these are the things that I feel so called to share and at the end of the day, even though, yes, I have a certification in this, I'm a sound practitioner, Reiki master, Dharma coach, EFT practitioner, at the end of the day, what I believe I am here to share is heart medicine and however heart medicine is administered, it totally depends on what's going to resonate with the individual the most. But at the end of the day, this is just a place that invites you to drop deeper into your heart. And so to close, I will leave you with this question of how can you drop deeper into your heart today? How can you keep the doors of your heart open even when the world around you makes you want to close them? Mm. Thank you. May you... Walk in light and in love and I'll see you next time.